When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, Thanks for joining us for our podcast today. Um, First thing that we're going to discuss today is who you're taking advice from. Yep. So a lot of times uh, I'll be coaching somebody on the nutrition. Uh, That's mainly what I deal with when it comes to this aspect. And people are trying five different programs at once they're fasting they're doing a cleanse they're you know the next week they're doing keto um you know or they're taking advice from multiple people at once you know they're asking everybody's opinion uh basically is what i mean by that and um you know the thing is with that is no matter what it is you have to Choose a plan. Well, it may be the wrong one, but you got to choose a plan and you have to execute that plan so then you know if it works or not, so then you can learn from it and move forward. Um, you know, so I'll kind of discuss both of those things and the problem with uh, either one. And by both of those things, I mean uh, choosing different plans or taking advice from multiple people on the same, you know, say your goal is to lose weight and you're talking to multiple people. Um, so, I mean, I'll even get that sometimes I'll have clients who are training here, but then they've hired a nutrition coach or whatever, and they'll come to me and they ask me nutrition questions. And I'm like, well, what did your coach say? Right. Because that's, you know, that's, that's their deal. And I don't know why they have you doing what they have you doing. Um, if you respect their opinion, then you need to execute what they're telling you to do and, you know that's that's part of their <clears throat> measurement of of you know and of making adjustments and getting success is you executing on what they tell you to do and then adjusting as they go along um so if i tell you something different and you do something different then that person that's helping you is not going to have a baseline you know cuz you're not following what you told them, what they told you to do yeah, it's going to screw up their whole reference point. It's going to be out of whack at that point. Even if it works, then they're going to be like, "Well, you know, they're they're not going to know, they're not going to know about the extra, whatever extra piece that you added to the puzzle." You know? Yeah, I mean, it, what ends up happening is people just get confused, and they're you know taking advice from multiple people, and you just need to choose one person that you trust and execute what they tell you to do. See if it works or not. You know, and if you get to a point where you do not trust the advice they're giving you, then move on. Not a big deal. You tried it, doesn't work. So, I mean, and and Jamie, try the next thing. Yeah. And you talk about this a lot too, as far as giving 100%. And so let's just, let's just say that you, you, you do end up hiring a a nutrition coach and you give it 100%. At what point is it, is it a, uh, is it when you plateau? And you can't unplateau. Is it a time period, or is it just something that people have to be aware of as far as like knowing, knowing when to pull the plug and sit there and say because a lot. And I, I guess this goes back to the things you talk about repeatedly. Here is uh, you know following the law, like the let, like following it to the to the T. That way you know for sure this is working, or 
you know, if you hit a, a plateau or a rough patch or it's not working, if you're following that plan, is it something where you're like, well, I should give it six weeks. I should give it six months. I should do, what do you think? Or is it just, just very case by case? Um, <clears throat> well, first off, I think what you said is, you know, I think that's the biggest part is following it to a T what they told you to do. Um, that is the most important part of any plan is that you follow it. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little hoarse today. Um, and then the second thing is, is before you even hire somebody is, you know, making sure you trust that person. What's, what's the, the prior success they have? What are some testimonials they have? You know, what kind of success have their other clients had? You know, if you hire somebody that has hundreds of success stories, yeah, then you're probably not following the plan if you're not getting results. Right, right. You know, it's as simple as that. So, you know, first and foremost, if I'm going to hire somebody, I'm going to hire somebody that has something that I want. And you're going to the, vet them accordingly. So you, so you know that, you know, it's just like buying something on Amazon. You look at the reviews, you know. Yeah. You know, you look at the, not, only the, not only the actual, the star rating, but you look at the number of reviews too. If there's a thousand reviews and it's 4.5, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to look at, you know, how many people that they trained, if, it, if it's with health and fitness, how many people they tr- trained, you know, how, how much success have they had with their clients? How much success have they had with themselves? You know, a few years ago, I hired a powerlifting coach. Uh, the guy was the first man to squat a thousand pounds or uh, 1100 pounds rather. Um, and, you know, I worked with him a couple times at different seminars I went to. And, I mean, he obviously knew a lot more than I did. Right. And, I mean, quite honestly, I hired him to write my programming and to coach me to make me a better coach for my clients. Sure. Is, it wasn't really about me. It was about making myself, you know, better for my business and for my trainers and everybody else. And, <clears throat> you know, his personal success had a lot to do with me hiring him. You know, yeah. I looked at the guy, I looked at his, you know, success he had when he was powerlifting, and I was like, he obviously knows more than I do. Right. You know, right. I'm going to pick this guy's brain. Sure, sure. You know, sure. I want to learn how to program properly. Um, you know, and and I mean, what better way to to learn something than throw yourself in the fire? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, back to what I was saying. You know, look at their results with clients. Look at the results they've had themselves. Um, you know, and I think if you if you do that, then you know ninety time, ninety nine times out of a hundred, the only way you're not going to be successful is if you're not following what they tell you to do. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's you know, and you know, when it comes to hiring somebody, you know, hire the best person for the job. Hire an expert. You know, don't. You know. You might you may be able to save five hundred bucks hiring somebody that's less qualified, but you probably won't get any any value out of the money you do spend. Yeah, a lot of times it is you get what you pay for. So you actually that's save stuff. money paying somebody more. Yeah, because you're going to learn, get results, yada yada yada. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's pretty much covers that topic. In you know when you when you go to somebody for advice, follow. Follow what it is that they're telling you to a T so you can ensure, you know, mostly what I do it for is I can ensure, ensure it with myself mm-hmm. that I did everything possible to see success. So 
if I do end up going a different direction, I can tell myself I did everything they told me to do. I didn't get re- didn't get the results I wanted. You know, it's time to to seek other avenues or right. whatever. Um, and I, I think that's very important. You know, versus what ends up happening with a lot of people, especially in weight loss, is you know over a twenty year period they try forty different weight loss programs, but they don't follow any of them consistently enough or to a T like they should and they never get results and then you get frustrated and you think, well, I have a slow metabolism. Right, right. No, you're very poor at following directions is really what the problem is. So, you know, <clears throat> I think it's Stan Efforting, which we talk about a lot. He talks about uh, different diet programs and he's like, the best diet program is the one that you stick to. Yeah. You know, so, he, you know, and he says in a lot of his videos, he talks about how most diet programs are will get you results. The reason people don't get results is they don't follow them. Yeah. So, uh, the next thing I want to cover is um, <clears throat> more with athletes that we deal with. We have some yeah. athletes. Um, I've got a few uh, football players. They, they wrestle as well, but a few football players that I train. Um, and they have been training with me for about a year and a half now um and the they train with me from i think the youngest is 11 and the oldest is 18 there's four of them uh so the youngest started training with us when he was nine or ten you know by the time he's a senior he's gonna have you know eight years of experience under his belt of you know lifting properly and getting stronger and um I see no way that he's not the strongest kid in his class when he's a senior. Right. You know, uh, strongest kid probably in the high school. Um, and that just really speaks about uh, consistency and years of training, you know, preparing, you know, for his senior year of football, really. And he started when he was 9 or 10, like I mentioned. Yeah. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up, I was talking to somebody last week about this and, and uh, they'll have people come up to him all the time. And I've gotten these phone calls. I'll get parents that call me and they want to they they want their kids to start lifting weights six weeks before the football season. Right. It's way too late for this football season. Um. You know. And I mean, I'm I'm the I'm guilty of this myself. I didn't start. I didn't lift anywhere near as much as I should have when I was in high school. Uh, I wish I would have had. You know, and I'm sure. My, my dad was a football coach, so I'm sure he, he tried to tell me, but yeah. um, I didn't listen. So, you know, I guess I'm trying to save people from the mistake I made somewhat. But, uh, you know, if you're training for a sport in high school, you know, especially, you know, in the area we're in, it's very competitive. Yeah. You know, you got big schools around here. Or if your kids are training for a sport, <clears throat> the sooner you get them in it, the better. And they need to get stronger. You know, if you make them stronger, if you have them squatting and deadlifting and, you know, doing the, the basics, the compound movements, putting on muscle, it's going to make them faster. It's going to make them quicker. They're going to be able to jump higher. They're going to be better athletes. Yeah, they'll be um, more resilient to injury, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the biggest thing is, yeah. you know. Um, and it's not something you pick up and decide. I mean, quite honestly, it's not even something you pick up and decide to do when you're a freshman. Yeah. It's really something you should probably start, like in the sixth grade. 
Yeah. You know, and the kids that come to us when they're in the sixth grade or 10 years old, I don't even know how old they are in the sixth grade. I think they're 12. 11, maybe. 12, yes. Yeah, that? They're not lifting a lot of weight. We're teaching them how to move properly. You yeah. know, so then when they are prepared to strain under weight, they know how to do it properly. Yeah. You know, and it, you're just, you're setting them up for success and you're, you know, you're, you're saving yourself time. So you're not going to have to teach them that, you know, when they're 15. They already know how to move properly. They already know how to strain under weight. You know, so by the time they are a freshman, they've been lifting for four years versus the kids they're competing against are just starting. And you're also, when you do it that early, I did the same thing in high school. I was a, I was just an awful athlete. I mean, not, I was, I was a decent athlete, but I was awful when it came to preparation. I, it, 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 in hindsight, it's like, I really wish I would have given a hundred percent. Um, that being said, when you get people started young, you're also avoiding having to go back and correct bad habits, which I think yep. is incredibly important. And that's, you know, when you're younger, it really doesn't matter what you're learning. If you're learning how to play an instrument or play golf or lift weights or whatever, you know, like you said, it's not about being the best right out of the gate but if you can get that muscle memory down at an early age then you're already so far ahead of the crowd that's just i mean when we're in high school dude we just throw as much weight on there as we could and see yeah that was, i mean it was it was just idiot we're typical male high school brained idiots doing all that stuff and if i so if i were to sit down and say okay train me i'd be starting from scratch at this point because i never i never knew exactly what i was doing so that's another thing that um, you know, if you've got high school kids that even if they're in eighth grade freshman year that are just at the gym unsupervised, then they could be developing poor habits that are going to have to be kind of broken of down the road. Yeah. And I mean, a big thing for me, <clears throat> it doesn't, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, I'm sure, but anything you're going to do where you're competing against other people, you want to give yourself a competitive advantage. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's business, sports, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Give yourself a competitive advantage. And, you know, that's one of my regrets I have from sports growing up is I wish I would have been, you know, more intellectual about everything. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about, I didn't think, I didn't even think about any of that stuff even when I was a senior. No, no. Let alone when I was in the sixth grade or, eighth grade freshman year none of that stuff <clears throat> you know if i would have thought it out and maybe that's part of the thing you know when you're a kid you think you're never gonna you know you've got all the time in the world but if i would have thought it out in the sixth grade i would have started lifting weights yeah you know so then by the time i was a senior i was strong and i'd be a better athlete um you know and i would have watched game film and all that stuff i don't think i watched any film i no. mean we had to go in and watch it on saturday morning yeah yeah, we'd watch it with the I team. I think I was more interested in eating donuts than, yeah. than watching film. <laughs> yeah, I sure wasn't taking notes yeah. on what Pleasant Hill did the week before or Oak Grove or any of those teams we played. I mean, yeah, I, I and that's and maybe that's just because we're you know you get in your thirties and forties and you look back and you're like oh man like you feel like you squandered up or like right now it's like dude and, and it's I think it's also we're in an era now where it's easier there's more access to more information. So it's like when you look at, you know, it's it's easier to be better informed in anything, yeah. you know, to sit there and say, oh, you know what I need. If you want to, you can get, you can get information and advice from world quality or world, world, world class, whether if it's, 
you know somebody about like Stan Efforting for example yep. you know you could find if, if somebody wanted to they could get on his socials or his website or whatever and find a wealth of information for free whereas back in the day you really had to seek it out you had to go you had to go to a gym and you had to know you couldn't just stumble onto it and give it a shot whereas now it's like that stuff's all out there yeah absolutely um <clears throat> so i guess my message with that is you know do yourself a favor and start preparing for you know when it comes to lifting weights this is a years years and years project yeah it's not weeks it's not months you know um the three boys i was telling you about i started training them the oldest he's a senior now he was a sophomore when i started training him i believe um yeah so maybe it's been maybe it's been years. almost three three years I, okay. don't, I don't know anyway he was a yeah so he was a sophomore and the next youngest one was a, a uh, freshman i believe i don't know maybe i'm getting that maybe it's been a year and a half i don't know irregardless uh <clears throat> And I mean, those—they've done wonderful, and they're both—they're both starters on their football team now, and they're very successful. They won state last year. Um, they're looking pretty good this year, you know. And I mean, even with the—you know—a lot of the kids they're playing with, they—you know—there's a huge difference between them and, and some of the other um, guys they play with, and it's—it's it's from their training, yeah. you know, and the hours they've spent working out and, and focusing on nutrition. Um, so I guess I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to, you know, understand it's, it's years, it's not weeks or months or, you know, it's something you got to start prepping for probably before you're even a freshman, um, especially around here if you want to get some playing time. Yeah. And also, I mean, what a, what an invaluable lesson to learn as a kid, as far as just the discipline that goes along with all this stuff. I mean, it's the responsibility, the the discipline and, and the, the pride that you get when you see the results that, you know, these kids, I mean, they're crushing it, especially, you know, I, I would imagine the seniors a little jealous of the 11 or 12 year old because he's gonna be like, dude, dude, they say that. Yeah, of course. Like I can't imagine. I mean, they I, say that to each other. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. It's funny that they understand that. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 and that's a testament to, you know, their environment, their parents and the environment they've created and all that, of course. But, um, it is, it's, it's very interesting and just kids are so malleable, man. If you could put them in there and, and get them started down the right path early, they're gonna. It's gonna give them, like you said, that competitive edge in many facets of life. So the last topic today I want to talk about is the people you surround yourself with and your environment. Um. So Ryan, how important would you say those things are? A thousand, but the most important thing. I, I don't. I, I mean, who is the person that said you are the five people you surround yourself yeah, with that, whatever. Is that, I'm not real sure. Is that just one of those common <laughs> sayings at this point? I, it, no, it's it's probably by somebody, but I don't know. Who. That, yeah, it, but I, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's just, it's the most important thing because you're going to, you're going to grade yourself on a curve, I think. And if you're around people that are given 100%, it, it drives me nuts when I, because I, I don't know how to not give a shit about things. And that's just the way I, I was. And so my objective is to fi find those people 
and surround myself with the people that I work with every day that are in the same, that have the same mindset. It's like, yeah, we might not be, you know, we've all got learned. It doesn't mean you're the best, but it means you're doing your best and you're working towards becoming the best at what you are. And I think that's a, I don't think there's anything that's more important in this world, you know? Well, and really you don't want to be a big fish in a small pond. Mm -mm. You know, you want to, you know, you want to like, I try to surround myself with people that are better than me. You know, they're more successful than me, more disciplined, whatever it is. So then I'm trying to live up to that. Yep. You know, I, I, you know, you never, you know, if you compare yourself to people that aren't as successful, then you're going to, you know, I think you have the tendency to, to want to think, oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Versus if you look at somebody who's, you know, 10 years ahead of you or whatever it is, then you're like, I got, I can work on this, this, and this. Right. You know, <clears throat> it's kind of the intellectual thing I talked about earlier, like actually thinking through it and, you know, what are the steps for me to become better? You know, and, and I think they, when you surround yourself with people that are more successful than you, it makes you think about those things and, and, you know, how can I improve versus getting complacent? Right. A hundred percent. It's, I mean, I always look at it like, look, I want to have the smallest house in the best neighborhood that I can afford. And that that's, that's literal. Like if I'm buying a house, you know, but I have a little tiny, I have an 800 square foot house and I don't know, within a quarter of a mile, there's million dollar homes. And my girlfriend's like, why do you always walk the dog this way? Like, because these are the homes that I want to, this is what I want to walk. This is what I want to pump my head full of. You know what I mean? And that's, that's materialistic stuff and everything. But I feel like surrounding yourself with uh, things to work for. I don't think, I don't think, you know, I don't think setting goals like that are a bad thing. I, I know that's not the most important thing. I know that's not what it's about, but I also understand that like, look, you know, I, I want to surround myself with people that make me want to make myself the best version of myself possible. And I, I think it's it's in per, in your personal and professional life, you know, first thing is like, do I trust these people? <laughs> like you start out with that basic thing. Yes, I do trust them. And secondly, it's like, well, do they, are they, are they putting a hundred percent? You know, if they're smart and capable and working hard and, uh, and, and we can, get in the trenches together those are the people that i want to you know you're you're going through through life with this group of people it's like going into battle it's like i want to have the best team one of the best group of people around me and that's kind of what even i mean life is and i mean look i understand that we're living in a very a very cushy life by all standards based in history and in other parts of the world like so i understand that i'm not saying like yeah we're in the trenches blah 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 but regardless of where you are life's got challenges and i think surrounding yourself with the most the the best team is just i think it's just good it's just common sense you know to do that and and claw your way up from wherever you are you know you know and sometimes you have to make hard decisions and eliminate negative people from your life you know and sometimes it can be family members it can be spouses uh childhood friends yep you know, and, you know, the thing is, when it comes to that, it's like you just have to decide, you know, what it is you want in life and is that person adding or subtracting, you know, from your environment. Yeah. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, some people don't make the cut. Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of, I look at it too, like, 
are there people that I can, you know, you look at like a tree, like the rings of a tree, you know, that are in tight or whatever. Well, the people that are, it's most important people. If there are people three rings out and there are C students, you know what? They're fun to be. I'm not like, but if there are people that are, that are, that are taking your, I mean, this sounds so new agey. I can't believe I'm going to say it, (laughs) but if there are people that are taking your energy and bring it and bringing you down, man, like, but for real, like I know, I know how that sounds, but I'll tell you what, I'll stand by it. It's a hundred percent true. If you're, if somebody's taking your energy and they're not, and it's, it's being just used towards, it's being wasted. Then that person's got to go, you know, and it, it, it can be really hard. It can be somebody that's really close in your life, but I'll tell you what, once you cut that person free, you'll just, you'll realize how much energy that actually took up. I mean, I, for lack of a better term, you know, it's like having the, the, the feeling of the weight off your, off your shoulders, you know? Well, no, I mean, to me, the energy thing, I've got so much energy every day. Yeah. And, you know, so it's really what I just talked about with athletes. Yeah. Is it's about putting day after day after day after day in that consistency um, <clears throat> to reach your to reach your goals. Yeah. And you have so much energy every day and you do not want to waste that energy on people that aren't contributing to the cause. Right. You know, and I'm not saying they have to contribute any more than, you know, they're a positive influence in your life. Right. And, you know, to me, I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, I feel I'm blessed to have some of the people I have around me on a daily basis, you know, some of my clients that are very successful, and I can ask them questions, and I would never, in any other, in no no other world, would I be able to get myself that close to these people that are successful like this? Right, right. You know, my chosen career path or whatever has led me to this point where, you know, I'm I'm these people's trainers. Yeah. You know, and and you become friends with them and then you can ask them questions and you know and you know, sometimes I learn more from them in the time I spend with them than they learn from me. Right. Um and you know, I look at that like I seriously look at that as as one of the things that has changed my life is the type of people that I surround myself with because of the career I chose, which right. I would have never yeah. I would have never thought that before, you know, before I started doing this. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I said, I've been blessed to surround myself with some very successful people over the years. And, you know, one of the <clears throat> one of the first books I probably read out of college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And that was one of my clients in New York told me to read that book. Yeah. You know, I probably would have never read that book if that client wouldn't have told me to read that book. Right. You know, and then that just, that, that that led me to read other books. It led me to, to change my thinking on finances and, you know, life and all these different things. And that's because I was surrounded with positive influences versus negative influences. Yeah. You know, um, and really where I want to go with today's topic on your environment is your health. To me, that is, is so important. Um, you have to have a spouse that's supportive of eating healthy, getting plenty of sleep, not drinking every weekend, uh, that supports your workout habits. 
um, you know, the even the, the people you work with, your friends, uh, family, you know, all those things, you don't want negative influences in your life. When I was in college, I remember I had a class we took. Um, I don't remember which one it was exactly, but we talked about saboteurs mm-hmm. is what they were called. Yep, yep. And these people don't even realize they're doing it, but you'll go to change a behavior, you know, whatever it may be. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to start eating healthier, whatever it is. And these people, they will sabotage your efforts because what you're doing is making them feel guilty yes. about their habits. Yep. And they don't even realize they're doing it. That's not, it's not a, they're not doing, it's not a conscious thing they're doing. Yeah. No. Most of the time. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's just funny because, you know, once you understand that, then when, the, when, when people start saying those things, do you all just have one drink, you know, oh, you're, you're not going to eat with us. Then you can under be like, no, it's not a big deal. I understand, you know, and you don't need to be an asshole and say this to them, but you can understand what's going on. And you're like, no, I'm good, right? You know, versus falling into the guilt trap, guilt trip, whatever. Yeah. Of it is a trap. Yeah, you know, falling into that guilt trip of, all right, well now I feel bad at there. You know, I'm not drinking with them. Yeah. Whatever it may be, you know, and you have to be strong-willed enough. And and the funny thing is, is once you start doing that. You build momentum. Yep. You know, and once you tell somebody no five times, I'm not going to drink, you know, then it, it becomes easy. And eventually they'll quit asking. Yeah. You know, typically. I mean, I it, it's funny you say that you were talking about, it reminded me of uh, you, when you were talking about the, uh, it, like surrounding yourself with the, being in the career you're in with the position and, and meeting people and stuff. When I was a kid, I grew up caddying. Uh, I started caddying when I was 11 years old at Blue Hills Country Club here in Kansas City. And I remember, I don't know how old I was. It was some between the ages of 11 and 17 because I worked out there forever and I absolutely loved that job. Um, but there was a guy that got a job. I thought this was so interesting. Even at the time, even though I was a kid, I thought it was really interesting. And I never forgot it. Um, you can get a job as a golf pro without really being a stellar golfer because a lot of it when you're a club pro a lot of it is um like re, it's almost like a retail job you know what i mean because you're managing you're you're managing the golf shop and this guy was a decent he was a decent golfer but he was and i don't even think he was trying to and i as a matter of fact i know he wasn't like a lot of guys will get the job and they'll they'll you have to get like a you have to pass what's called a player's aptitude test where you have to go out and shoot under a certain score in two days or whatever there's all these stipulations you get your card and that certifies you well you can become a an assistant pro before you get that card so a lot of guys will get that job and the whole reason i'm saying this this guy got a job at the country club i worked that he was in his early 20s specifically to network yeah and he ended up getting a job with one of the one of the members ended up hiring him he's a great guy and i i and this has been got i don't know how many years ago 25 years ago 28 years ago something like that but it's so it was so interesting because it was so and I don't think it was sketchy that he was doing he didn't hide it from anybody yeah, no, not at you all. know he was he was out there doing a good job they had to have somebody you know send it, like you know running the golf shop and managing the staff of all of us cart guys and all this other stuff so it wasn't like a it wasn't anything sketchy like that but I just thought it was such a uh, such a smart move, but again, you're you know if you can find yourself uh, find a way to put yourself in a position where you're around people, and you're going to find some of the people that are just not the best, you know, just because somebody's a 
a leader in the community or a business owner. It doesn't mean they're automatically a good person, but you're going to find those good people. And a lot of times those people are going to be more willing to help you out. Um, and so much of what they've learned in their life is applicable. It doesn't matter if they're, let's say they're, they own a, I don't know, let's say they own a software company. It doesn't matter what business you own business. A lot of, in a lot of aspects, business is business. You can get a lot of practical advice from somebody that obviously they don't own a gym or they wouldn't be coming here to talk to you, but like finding those, you know, finding those things is, is so important. The other thing I was thinking of when you were talking about that is talking about the amount of energy you have during the day and even more finite and even more like something that you can just point to the older I've gotten, the more stingy I've gotten with my time Yep. because it's like, look, I, and I can come in here to Jamie. I can sit down for an hour and shoot the shit before we do this. But the reality of it is I'm very like, I don't man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I just don't do that back in the day, you talk about guilt, like you're guilted into yep. doing stuff. And now it's like, you know what? I need like 15 more hours a day as it is. And so I've got to prioritize things. And I don't, and I, I don't know. I obviously, the older you get, like if you're 40 years old, then, you know, a minute is less of a percentage of your life than if you're 15. So those, the time does go faster as you get older. I mean, people always say that, but when you get older, I mean, you really realize like, oh, it's Christmas yesterday. And all of a sudden we're, you know, they're bringing out the Christmas stuff now at <laughs> retailers, you know? So, and we're, we're recording this right now in uh, September, middle of September. Um, so, so that's, that's the other thing I was going to say is like, you know, the energy is something we can, that I, I do believe is a hundred percent accurate, but even a step farther than that, where you can actually look and say is like, man, choose your, like choose the people you spend your time with wisely. And it's like, I've heard Mark Cuban, like he doesn't, he doesn't do meetings anymore. Yep. And I've, I've found out too, a lot of meetings are like, it's like, dude, like if we're already working together in some capacity, then let's, we can hash it out over email most of the time. But I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, depending on which, there's a lot of people that just schedule meetings so that they can have a full calendar. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, that's not how I, I work for myself. I, that, that's not like, I don't get paid. If I don't, if I don't do something to produce money, if I don't do something to produce income at the end of the day, I'm not getting paid. So I, I don't have the luxury of just going out there and, and just uh, hanging out and, 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 you know, having a two hour lunch just because and giving you some free advice or whatever, you know? Yeah. So the last thing I want to hammer home with that environment, you know, when it comes to weight loss, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that support your goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really it could be, you could be, you know, one of those high school football players I just talked about. It can be anything, but I see this particularly when it comes to, People trying to eat healthy, you know, or lose weight, however, whatever you want to call it, um, and the people around them don't support them. I've seen it, you know, over the years a lot with spouses. Yeah. You know, I'll have, you know, a client I'm training and their spouse doesn't support them, you know, and what they're doing, you know, which I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, um, you have to surround yourself with other people you know, that are going to make you a better person. Um, 
you know what I mean? Some of us get into situations where we don't realize that until it's too far gone. Um, and then you got to make, you know, huge life altering changes, which, um, you know, sometimes that happens, but sometimes you got to take two steps back to, you know, take 10 steps forward or whatever, whatever the saying is, um, one step back for two steps forward, I think is the saying, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just so important, you know, when you're starting your fitness and nutrition plan, you know, to make sure the people around you support you and man, I'm hard headed and I'm stubborn and you know, I, I, I'd, I will tell the people around me if you don't support me on this and I'm done. Yeah. You know, and that's just because, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know if I've always been this way, but I got to a point where I was just, I was done, you know, trying to make other people happy at the sacrifice of my happiness. Yeah. You know, and, I, and <clears throat> I'm a pretty simple person. I know what makes me happy. Right. You know, I need sleep. I need to work out. Yeah. I need to eat healthy. You know, um, those are, you know, some of the biggest things that make me happy on a daily basis. And if I can't do those things, then I'm going to be miserable. So, you know, if, if the people around me don't support those things, then it's time to go. It's time to, you know, find a new group yeah. of people to surround myself with. And, and quite honestly, I think the majority of us, whether we know it, or admit it, um, you know, those are the things that are going to make, I think, any human happy. Yeah. Is sleep, healthy food, water, and movement. You know, and if if you're not living that lifestyle and you want to start living that lifestyle, surround yourself with people that support that. Um, and it's going to be, you know, it's another saying I'm sure I'll screw up. You know, you're in a boat and you got four people rowing one way and you're trying to row the other. Yeah. So get people in your boat that are rowing the same direction. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I think that's all I got for today. Uh, if you guys need anything, uh, email us or send us a message on the podcast if that's even possible. I don't know. Well, Ryan yeah, will you, tell you. Yeah, you can reach out to us. Uh, the website is plunkettfitness.com. Instagram is a good way to get a hold of us at plunkett underscore fitness. And uh, you can also, if you go to the website, plunkettfitness.com, you can find links to Facebook as well, which you can reach out directly there. Sounds good. Don't forget to rate this in uh, in, uh, in in Apple iTunes and iTunes on Apple. Or it's, I think it's called like Apple Podcast now. They changed the name. Either way, we're still battling back from that one star back in the day. <laughs> so all of your uh, all your help would be much appreciated. Y'all set? Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Blunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, BlunkettFitness.com.